Welcome back to an all-new episode of our Gilmore Girls podcast, Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. I'm Jeffrey. I'm Eleni. And today we're going to be talking about episode two of season two called, What's it called? Hammers and Veils. Why is it called Hammers and Veils? Because <laughs> Rory goes to build a house for charity and Lorelai gives her a hammer that looks like, uh, what, was, what, did she, what did she say? What did I she don't say? know, it has like a really weird pink pom-pom on yeah, it. Yeah, didn't she say like it looks, someone said like it looks like something, I don't remember what it being. Tom, yeah, not Tom yet, but <laughs> Tom, who makes his first appearance, I wrote my notes, says it looks, they say, why is it dressed up? Yeah. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> my mom takes things that aren't pretty and makes them pretty. <laughs> why? Find another hobby. Yeah, well, that's more why. I knit, so I don't know. <laughs> um, it's all, and the veils refers to Lorelai's um, newspaper veil. Newspaper veils that were... Is reading. It's like, are you reading me? <laughs> it's like, hang on, I want to see what the weather looks like tomorrow. Yeah. Also, blew my mind. She's like, this Putin arms race is really getting out of hand. I'm like, Vladimir Putin, you need to go away. You've been around way too long. This was 2001. Yeah, no, two. Two? One. 2001. Yeah, it premiered in 2001, ended in 2002. Bro, you need to go. I need to go? Not you, him, <laughs> oh, okay. Vladimir Putin. I'm like, we're still talking about you in 2019. <laughs> Ciao. Anyways. Um, what was I saying? We have a surprise to talk to you about. Yeah, so last episode we talked about all the surprises that we're going to be pulling out. Right. We have one. Surprises, plural. <laughs> Might be the only one. Buckle <laughs> up. Um, much like this podcast, this idea came to me in a dream. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Oh, shush. You're so condescending. <laughs> so... Why do, first of all, why do all of your good ideas come to you in dreams? I don't know, but last night I had a dream. This is 100% true. I don't know why we're diverting to this. I could stop it easily by closing my mouth, but I'm not. <laughs> I had a dream that I was bleeding from my eye. Okay. And everyone was like, oh, it's not a big deal. You don't, you don't, you don't have to go to the hospital. You don't have to go to the hospital. It's not a big deal. And then I was, you know, Gwaine Boulevard? Yeah. So Gwaine is a really, really long street that goes like east to west on Montreal. And Gwaine Boulevard was transformed into this like running space that was like on the water so you like were weaving in and out of the water it was fucking the reason i knew it was a dream by the way is because i don't run unless i'm like heard the ice cream truck or something (laughs) anyways oh my god so i'm like running for pleasure and exercise (laughs) the fuck and all of a sudden i like see um one of my aunts like my aunts my uncle's cousin who i know kind of and they like invited me into their home that's like on the water for tea and then all of a sudden this guy comes up to me and goes does tess clean your house and i was like and i knew exactly what he was talking about in the dream i was like yeah tess cleans my house and you know what he tells me he's like how do i get tess to clean my house do i have to sleep with her and i was just i was literally dream me was literally like um i don't know maybe she'll take a payment plan weirdest fucking dream of life why did we why did what why because uh, the idea came for you in a dream and now we're all traumatized by I'm, your dreams. I'm traumatized. <laughs> and the worst part about my dreams is that I really remember them. Please don't. I know. It's really bad. <laughs> I try to forget, but it's terrible. Anyways, so this idea came to me in a dream while I was living in New Brunswick. Your dreams are on, are on another podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> my dreams need to be studied. Really I'll bad. say. I'll, you know what? The number of times that I've like gone online to try and see what a certain dream means. We have a dream dictionary from 1996. Well, go if see you... what bleeding from the eye means. <laughs> oh, Lord. My, mom, my mom's solution to everything. You're losing power in your life. <laughs> You're losing control of your life. Oh, wonderful. Well, you know what? My brother recently had a dream that his, all his teeth were falling out. And apparently that's like you. You're losing power in your life control. 
Interesting. I don't know if bleeding from the eye is the same thing. (laughs) It's kind of alarming, but whatever. Okay, anyways. This idea came to you in a dream. All of that to say. The original point of the conversation (laughs) is that we had to come up with different fundraising ideas at the library that I worked at. And this idea came to me in a dream. But they didn't like it. So I'm using it here. Okay? Because they didn't like you, unfortunately. Um... (laughs) They treated you like garbage. That hurts. (laughs) But yes, they most definitely treated me like garbage. They didn't treat me nicely, okay? Yeah. I came back. That's that's why I came back. Um, so, my original idea, my original idea, and I had multi- b- bilingual titles, by the way. Okay. It was amazing. You know, sometimes things don't translate properly. Yeah. I had bilingual titles. It was amazing. <laughs> um, it was called A Penny a Page. Yes. And this is what me and Jeffrey want to do. Jeffrey and I want to do. So, y'all ready for this? I think we are. Okay. So, the idea is that Jeffrey and I, for a period of 36 hours... We'll try to read as many pages mm-hmm. as we can. And you guessed it. Of books, right? Yes, obviously. <laughs> you ruined my you guessed it moment. Well, we have to to specify pages of a book. Not pages of a magazine. No, pages of a book. God damn it. <laughs> pages of a book. Yes. So any multiple books if we get there. For a 36-hour period. Did I say that already? Probably. I don't know what's happening. Or am I rambling? Um, And you guessed it. You have to pledge. Well, you don't have to. But ideally, you would pledge a penny a page. Yes. So if we end up reading, let's say, a total of 1,600 pages, your your donation is $16. Right. And all the profits will benefit a literacy uh, charity. Which we haven't picked yet. I was going to say, do you have one in mind yet? I do have one in mind. But I, I also go on like charity watchdog sites to check okay. if like the funds are actually being used for what they're being used for right. but rest assured it will go to a reputable charity <laughs> um or if you don't want to do the penny a page thing because we are speed readers right are you a speed reader define speed reader i mean you read really quickly yeah but like not um, it's difficult because as soon as like someone says like or if, if there's like i have to read this fast then i then i feel pressured no, I you don't. don't have to read fast but you know that for a 36 hour period you have to read yeah yeah yes that's fine read. yeah i read pretty fast too so if you think that like we're gonna go over a certain amount and you don't want to donate that much you could donate a flat rate a flat rate mm-hmm. a flat amount like 10 bucks or whatever <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what's happening you can donate a flat amount, and that's also okay. Mm-hmm. And the best part is because you're always you're obviously thinking, why am I going to give you money? Because you get something in return. Obviously, so you get a Gilmore Girls themed gift basket. Yes. At first, I thought it was just one thing and no, not a gift basket. No, but I basket. explained it to him. Yes. And it's a bunch of goodies. Because why wouldn't you want goodies? Gilmore Girls related goodies. It's almost Christmas. Amazing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, can I can I have the gift basket? No. Okay. Uh, the gift basket is being bought for a good cause. You can win. And by me under a screen. No, name. shut up. <laughs> I know you too well. No, because eventually the person's gonna have to DM me with their actual address. <laughs> and be like, oops, it's me. No restrictions, by the way. US, yeah. UK. Oh. Don't you hate yeah. when it's like Well like this this contest is open to all Canadians except for people living in Quebec. Oh, I didn't I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking oh, of, I, I, was, I hate that. <laughs> that I hate that too. I was thinking of like Like but why? I was thinking of like US only and I'm like No, no restrictions. What about Canadians? Wherever you live, no restrictions. I remember a few years ago 
I used to, uh, well, I probably still do follow them, but I used to follow, like, a lot of just, like, you know, like, the, like, bookstagram accounts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With, like, people. That have giveaways, but, like, don't ship to you. Yeah, like, sponsor. I don't remember what it was, but it was, like, you know, like, spons- like sponsored content. Yeah, like, sponsored content, like, sponsor like, just giveaways, and it's, like, you know, enter this, and it was, I think it was, like, I think it might have been, like, a Rainbow Rowl giveaway. Bastards. And it was, like, not from her, but, like, from, like, yeah, yeah, for- from some, you know, influencer. <laughs> um... And it was like I was really I was gonna enter it and everything, and it was like then in the very fine print it was like U.S. only, and I think I cried. The amount I was like, of times as a child newly discovering the internet, <laughs> where I'm like PBS as a contest, and I've been rejected. Oh, I think PBS is uh, is like Canada but not Quebec, right? Canada excluding Quebec for I a think lot of things. PBS used to be only in the states, and then okay. they opened it to Canada but not Quebec. Of course. So. We have that for con- so, for context for people who, who don't get the whole you know co- excluding Quebec thing. Quebec is a bit of a you anomaly. know anomaly, anomaly, a bit of the enemy of Canada, shall we say? Is it? <laughs> well, there's yes, been it is. Well, there's that was sarcasm. It one hundred percent is. <laughs> well, there's been mul- there's been uh, multiple referendums to see if Canada. Did you hear that Alberta wants to have a referendum now? No, I didn't. Yeah, they don't want to be in Canada anymore. That's weird. That is weird. But. No, Hist- Alberta, come Historically, uh, Quebec has said we we want to be our our own country and not part of Canada. Excuse me, for a while there might have happened. Oh yeah, the last referendum they had like narrowly missed the margin. It was fifty one to forty nine. Yeah, in nineteen ninety five. Six nine five six. The nineties. Five six whatever. I was young. Uh, I know because in grade 10 history class we had to learn the entire history of Quebec to the present and I was like this is affecting my, my education I don't want to learn about ridiculous Quebec well that's nonsense. too bad for you <laughs> so in any case to reiterate to recap mm-hmm. a penny a page you pledge a penny a page or a flat rate you get to win a great Gilmore Girls related prize and all the funds go to a literacy charity yes open worldwide open worldwide we will ship anywhere we will ship to Istanbul. We will ship to... I will ship wherever the fuck you are. <laughs> to... I'm trying to think of a really obscure Another country? country? You're trying to think of another country? <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a really obscure country. But I don't know. Like? Um, I'm waiting. Like a small... Like... I don't know. Luxembourg. Fiji. Ooh. There you go. Aha! <laughs> yeah. So we will ship anywhere. So more details to come. Check our uh, social media. Yeah, check everything. More details to come. Uh, it's for a really great cause. And and if you drop us a little hint as to like what you like most about the show, uh, the like Gil- about our podcast or about Gilmore Girls, everything. Just okay. drop us a little something about you. <laughs> like if you're like hashtag Team Jess or Team Dean or Team whatever, or you love Mrs. Kent, like it just anything. We'll try and personalize our basket to you. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say like should we do that? Should we do that thing that you know? Uh, influencers on Instagram do where it's like tag a friend who you'd like to enjoy no. this with and I'm like uh, no. no I hate when people do that <laughs> recently I got tagged in a post one of my friends tagged me in a post um, for she wanted to win a gym membership oh boy so she tagged me in a post <laughs> and I didn't understand I didn't know I didn't see that there was a contest going on I'm like is she telling me to go to the gym <laughs> like, am I has my weight gotten that out of control <laughs> like, I literally DM'd her. I was like, what is this? She's like, oh, I just want to win 10 sessions at this spinning class thing. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, no contest. She nope. literally, she has, I think, 400 followers on Instagram. She tagged them all. Ugh. 
I was like, all right. Just like no context. Like, is she, no, no is context. She, just at my dog's thing. Is she telling me to go to the gym? I, I was genuinely confused. <laughs> I was super glossed over. That's so funny. But I was genuinely confused. So no, we're not doing that. You can do it by yourself, whatever. And by the way, the donation doesn't have to be big. No. The flat donation. It could be like five, ten bucks. Yeah. It's fine. You're still entered. It's randomly selected, though. It's going to an, hope a good cause. Yeah. Question mark. I know. Listen, in my head, I know which charity it is, but I again just want to make it's sure. It's under wraps. I just want to make sure that the money is actually being used for what they say it's being used for. Yeah. Because you know sometimes you check the graph and it's like sixty percent go to salaries and you're like, what the fuck am I giving you? I'm paying. Basically, I'm paying for your salary. Yeah. Remember like this past summer with the whole like the Amazon is burning thing. Yes. Which was not 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 to devalue that. But it's still burning, isn't it? Yeah, of course it's still burning. But like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but you know, there was a lot of just widespread, I'll call it panic on yeah. social media. Where it was like the Amazon is burning, and like, to okay, be fair, okay, should be fucking panicked that yeah. the Amazon is burning. Okay, valid. However, there's just like a lot of uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, just like fucked up people out there that will take advantage of any crisis. That also, it's just like. People sometimes think that posting about it on or sharing a link on Facebook or posting about it on your Instagram story is doing anything. No. And it's like, it's not. It's not. There was a couple of my friends. Like, it is in the sense that like, if you have somebody like, you know, those ants on Facebook, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And you're like, no, Aunt Mary, <laughs> global warming is real. I think we all know what, what you mean by that. I think. We all have an Aunt Susan. All right? Let's, let's be real. We all have one of those. We have a Susan and we have a Brenda. Oh. It's like, I don't have a Brenda. That's a random oh, name. Okay, I was like, are you <laughs> like, calling somebody else? No, but like, um, that's my go-to. It's either Susan yeah, or it's Brenda. Brenda. Like, God damn it, Brenda. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, we but, make sure I mean, there was a few of my friends who were like, who, who tagged like, legitimate organizations like if you yeah. want to donate like check these people out but, it, was, legit, yeah. but it wasn't like but it's like a bunch of people were just like oh my god let's do something like oh. it's like that's not you're yeah, not. i love those people that post like a, an article with the amazon burning and five minutes later they post like their food for the night yeah you know what it's I mean? like, like do, do you just share mm-hmm. every, like yeah do you understand it's fine like if you genuinely care and you want to get the word out there i understand but but like do you understand how social media works or what okay whatever so that's for that. Shall More we? More details to come. Yes. Shall we dive into episode two? We shall. Hammers and veils. The first thing I wrote down was a quote. Okay. Vis a vis um, Rory going to build a house oh, as part of some like as part of uh, what's it called? Like building that, for humanity. No, it was built some building together. Building together, something something together. A ripoff of Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, something something together. Um. That was also born out of Rose at summer school. Okay, yeah, I also wrote this elective summer school. It's because it's because Chilton. I think it's because Chilton's a prep school, right? So it's like so it's it's weird. It's like I th- especially American prep school. I think or it's like it's like a cross between high school and college, where it's just like intense. Listen, first of all, Rory's class load for summer, yeah, like Russian literature. <clears throat> Just oh. like, and uh, and I feel like someone, someone like Laurie, Laurie, blah, blah. oh boy, something, someone like Rory would be like, I love Russian literature. It's so no, interesting. That's it's fine. like, but like, what is Russian? Listen, and I'm gonna say a story in secondary two, so eighth grade. 
I almost got forced to do French summer school, but my teacher was merciful, and I think she kind of felt sorry for me because my father had just passed away. So she passed me with like a 60%. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. You don't know how much I was dreading the idea that I might have had to go to summer school. Oh, yeah. I was, I was on the verge a couple of times, too. No, stop. I was like, I, I, you, to the point where I was crying during the exam. Like, I'm oh, writing yeah. this fucking French essay, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't afford to fail. Like, oh, yeah. it was terrible. In grade, in, I remember, okay. so and you have these idiots. Typical, typical overachiever behavior. Yeah. In grade eight, the end of grade eight, I, like, the math exam, I, like, you know, like, when you're doing an exam and, like, you you, you just know, like, it's not going well. <laughs> I usually get there around question one for me. <laughs> so, like, historically, I've never reacted well to that. Yeah. So, I remember in grade eight, like, it's just... Like, like, you're not the kind of person who's like, it's okay, we can figure out the no. next question. No, me, I'm like, panic, panic, Yeah, panic. the whole thing is, like, like, you know, in the trash. Yeah, so I got you. I it was, you. like, um... You know, just question by question, it got worse. <laughs> and then I've, I've also been there. And it's just like, I've, I get upset when it's like, you know, for a fact that like what you're writing is not the right answer. Yep. It's just like, yep. you, so you can't even justify that you tried. It's like, I don't know. So like that, even even now, I'm kind of getting a little misty. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I remember giving in my exam that year and I was like, this is, I can't. It's, can you it's, imagine you just like had the yeah, exam over your No, brain. and I remember. Please look me in the eyes. Please don't fail. <laughs> and I remember my mom. I did my best. <laughs> I remember my mom had packed me a lunch, and so I remember I went outside, and I ate my lunch, and I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. But I still, like, even though I didn't do well on that exam, and, like, I, I think I finished that term with, like, a 67. That's So, great. like, it wasn't, that was, like, above. That's an A in my book. <laughs> so, I didn't even, like, I was, like, wow, all that crying for nothing, which is basically, yeah. basically me and my my brain in a nutshell. Wow, we, we, we worried for nothing. Basically. Um, but what was it? Anyways, the thought of these kids going to elective summer school. Yeah. Like, I understand volunteering here and there because, yeah, it looks good on your college transcript, whatever. But taking a fucking Russian literature class? Sounds like Roy Gilmore to me. Ugh. Save it for college, Rory. Um, but nice. Louise, Madeline, and Paris are still bitter about no. something. Not only all only of them. Louise and Madeline. Madeline is fucking oblivious. It's just like. She has no idea that they're supposed to be mad. And Rory's like, um, you're mad at me. No, or <laughs> yeah, she's you're like, still mad at me. You're, or oh, you're supposed to, you're, you're, not, you're not talking to me. Oh, you're not me. talking to me. She's like, I'm not? Like, just oblivious. And I'm like, you go, Trist- Tristan, PJ Harvey. Yeah. Oh, right. Like, <sighs> but it's true what Rory, because Rory ends up cornering Paris and being, are you honestly still mad about the fact that you thought I was dating Tristan? Cons- and it turned out I wasn't dating Tristan. Considering Paris was like, I don't like him anymore. Listen, even if she did like him anymore, you know they didn't end up going on that date. What's wrong with you? No, but really, what's wrong with you? I Sometimes wrote, I want to shake Paris. I wrote, Paris is a baby. Emily is a baby. What else is new? Everyone's a baby. <laughs> Whatever. But my the quote that I wrote down in regard to that, because anyway... Uh, is that where this conversation started? Yeah, so Madeline was telling Paris about, like, oh, there's this building. What's it? It's building together or something. Building together, I think. Something like it's a charity event, like building houses for the needy. Yeah, basically like what Jimmy Carter does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so without, without the falling. So get well soon, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> so um, later, I've lost my train of thought because of that comment. <laughs> Take a breath. Later Can in the ca- in the car on the way to. Friday night dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory is telling Lorelai about this charity event she's going to, and Lorelai says, "Did you tell them that there's a light bulb in your closet that burned out in '97 that you still haven't changed?" So I'm like, "That's me." 
Oh. <laughs> no, I'm pretty good around the house. I mean, if it was a light bulb, I'd change it. But if it was, if it was like something like... No, user. No, user. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember the... <laughs> if it's a light bulb on, on something I use, I'm like, need a light okay. bulb. Need a light bulb. Yeah, but, but will you actually be the one to go and buy the light bulb? Okay, I feel attacked by that question. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, are I'm, you I'm, hurt? And we're moving on. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rory's doing um, elective summer school and building a house. Mm-hmm. Which she later, uh, which she later yeah. learns at, upon arrival at the building. To, that feels wrong. Is the building together? I don't know. Yes. Upon arrival at the charity event. Um, it's not a charity event. <laughs> char- like, what is it? Building houses for charity something. So, <laughs> um, Paris informs her that, you know, it's not enough on your Harvard application, yeah. your Ivy School application, Ivy School, Ivy League School application. Um, Which she's kind of right. Like, everyone that applies to these schools applies because they know they're going to get in on grades, right? Yeah. So I wrote, Unless you're a rebel and you're like, I have a 2.0 GPA, let me just apply, and they're going to be like, the balls on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I, like, she's right. I wrote that it feels weird to me that Rory wouldn't know you have to you have to have volunteer experience. Right? I wrote the same thing. Like, someone, like, what did you think was going to happen? Like They'd someone, be like, oh, yeah. stars, hollow, high girl. <laughs> like, someone so consumed with going to Harvard, wouldn't you know that grades aren't enough? Whatever. I also said, might I just say, I'm forever grateful I didn't grow up in the American education system. 100%, number one. Where it feels like a comp- an endless competition. Yeah. Um, we kind of get some of that in CGIP with the R score. Yeah. But not to the extent that you guys do it in the States. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know. Like, when I hear about the application process for colleges and universities in the States, I lose my mind a yeah. little bit. Because let me tell you what the process is here in Canada. Um, you pay the registration fee. <laughs> your CGIP will submit your grades for you. And you can watch Netflix. <laughs> like, that's the fucking... Yeah. Like, all this bullshit of, like, write me a personal essay about what happened to you. And then you have to deep dig, dig deep, deep into the, like, your soul. <laughs> I'm trying to find the words. And, like, find some story that they can relate to. No. No. I, think, I had to do some of that when I was applying to my master's. Like, why you want to, like, like but, a letter but, but, of intent, kind of? Yeah, but, but a letter of intent is not, like, a college... Uh, this A college application essay, yeah. Yeah, where it's, like... Speaking of which, funny you're bringing that up. Because I then... Because then after that ho- that whole thing happens, where, like, you know, Paris freaks her out, and she's like, I'm 10 years behind on my extracurriculars. And so yeah. she, like, you know, throws a whole fit, causes a fight with Dean, because, you know, she says she has to catch up on her curriculars. And everyone's okay, like, well, we have to go back to the fight with Dean, but yeah. Everyone's like, you can't, you know, you can't catch up on 10 years in one night. Yeah. Um, so I said... She doesn't have wilderness skills. <laughs> so I wrote, very freaking out over having no wilderness skills. Oh, I didn't know you were going to say that. Reminds, <laughs> yes, reminds me of an episode of uh, Modern Family. Oh. Um, have you ever seen Modern yeah, Family? Yeah, Okay, so I think it was, it was in season three. Uh, where Haley has to write a college entrance essay mm-hmm. about an obstacle that she had to overcome. Oh, God. <laughs> and so she's moping around the house because she's like, can't fit, can't. Is she like too white? She's never yeah, had Yeah, pretty much. So she's like, like that, I think that was the, like, the, the gist of the episode. She's uh-huh. like, can't figure out what to write about because she can't think of an obstacle to overcome. And she's like, this is where a dead parent really comes in handy. Yeah, and then so she's like, um, she, like what her Claire, the mother, is asking her like, well, what are your friends writing about? She's like, Gabby's mother's a hoarder. That that essay writes itself. 
And so she goes on and on, and she's like moping around, and she's like, "Well, what aren't you lactose intolerant? Oh, great, dear college, college makes me, uh, dear college, uh, cheese makes me gassy. See you in September." And Claire's like, "Sweetie, you're not actually, you're not actually starting these essays, dear college, are you?" <laughs> like, yeah. So anyway, in conclusion, um, because she can't think of anything and mopes around, she uh, and Claire drives her outside of town and leaves her there with no phone or money. She's like, and as she's driving away, she's like, "Have fun getting home. There's your obstacle." That's a good parent right there. <laughs> That's a great parent. And then she comes back in later. She's like, "I had no money. I had no phone." She's like. You know, Claire's making like sar- sarcastic comments. She's like, "Oh, I'm okay. Go go ahead and start on that on that essay then." And she's like, "Honey, let me know if you get stuck, or I'll make it sit out, out in the garage." She's like, "You're psychotic." Well, you she s- is, but that's a great parent. You spell check. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, can we go back to the fight? Prior to that, we can go to a bookstore and I'll watch you browse for six or seven hours. That's a very famous. People also use that quote a lot to say how great Dean is. Mm-hmm. So very famous, like it's you yeah. see, like you see it reposted on like me. Okay, wait. All before the time. we go to the fight, can we go to the fact that they just let kids who have no building experience <laughs> hammer a bunch of wood? Like Rory literally picks up a nail <laughs> and just on a wall that's already <laughs> nailed. Just and just almost like I don't I don't know. And I was like, this is my mom. At the end, where she's talking to Kirk about like the gazebo, she's like a savant. She's like a construction wizard all of a sudden, like casting a spell. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyways, can we go to the fight? Paris is like, this is my wall. my wall. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Paris' resume is really impressive, by the way. She taught the blind how to read. True. But then she's, but like... uh, She led a study group of 10. I think, (laughs) I think that's the first glimpse into, you know, uh how overworked Paris was yeah. by her own, at her own mercy. And how she breaks down in season three. Yeah. But like, we'll get to that. Yeah. But right. Fo- I feel like it's, that's like, it just, that, that punches me in the heart every time. Cause it's like, of all people, do you think Paris dessert? Like she put like, again, she was robotic and didn't have a personality mm-hmm. as a result, but it's like, she put in so much work. Yeah, I know. Like that's so unfair. Anyway. But I think it was also realistic. A lot of kids put in work. And yeah. Get in. Before, we'll get, whatever. Before we get to the fight, Last time, we forgot to bring up an important part of the beginning of season two. I think I know what two. you're going to say, and I'm mad at myself for not bringing it up last week. Lane is being shipped Lane to North... Lane is being shipped to Korea. Hong Young. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that right, but that's her Korea name. <laughs> She's being shipped to Korea. Her parents bought her a one-way ticket to Korea yeah. and refused to tell her when she's coming back. I love that scene where she... Where she and you ca- say Hung Young? <laughs> I love that scene where she calls Rory and she's like, I just want you to know, my parents just brought in the suitcase that I'm taking on my trip. This suitcase, you guys. <laughs> like, the size of my kitchen. It's the size of the plane. <laughs> where is that fitting underneath? Do they even make suitcases that big? No, that's that's a... that. You know what it looks like to me re-watching it? It looks like somebody photoshopped that suitcase in there. Yeah, they're probably in. It's, it's taller than her. <laughs> she's like, Granted, she's a tiny girl, but like... <laughs> she's like it can fit you me all of our belongings and still leave some time still leave some room for souvenir shopping it's ridiculous i am never coming back she oh, also says lame. i think in it's in episode one she says it's just like that sally field movie which by the way is is she's referring to a movie called not without my daughter yes which i've never seen but i have yeah. i've heard of it because it's like sally field is in iran with her daughter yeah and, her husband kind of abandons them yeah there. yeah it's from the 90s whatever um yeah so can we get to the fight before that she brings over the lane before that the lane kim retrieval kit yeah 
I feel bad for her. I do too. <laughs> so basically, she brings her a folder full of like the American consulate's number, her cousins in Korea, like their address. Um, Here's what I look like now, and I mock up of me in six yeah, months. Yeah, she like mocked up what she looked in six months, like. The words like you look thinner. Yeah, you've lost some weight. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, poor Elaine. Yeah. Also very thorough though. Congrats, Lane. If, if but I love the I love the mouth. I think I would be that thorough too if my mother was shipping me after. I love the mouth. <laughs> if I see another rooster, I'm gonna blow. I would feel bad. I would be scared for you if that happened. I mean, I love the melodrama and hysterics surrounding Lane leaving for Korea when she ends up coming back in a timely fashion. Yeah. And there was nothing to worry about. Like, yeah. Because Rory's <laughs> giving her all these reasons. She's like, well, maybe there was a deal on the airline ticket and they could book it one way and get like, you know, she's like giving her all these logical things. She's like, I'm never coming back. <laughs> like, Lane, can you think about it for a little bit? Oh, I mean, I don't blame her because her parents, because, well, her parents, I, listen, we never see her father. Yeah, but... her father, her and her, her, her father and mother were talking. No, Lane, no. We've never seen... We know your father doesn't exist, Lane. Come on. She doesn't trust unmarried women, but her father doesn't exist. Exactly. Um, I always thought she was a widower, to be honest with you. It's just weird. Like, I, I like how they addressed it in the in the, in the revival. Yeah. Because it was just, like, weird. <laughs> yeah, it just a waves. nice little wave. Anyways, whatever. Um, can we get to the fight now? Yes. Say the fucking last time I'm going to ask you. Can we get to it? Yes, go ahead. Okay. So, Rory gets off the bus. Right? Mm-hmm. And so the story is that she had planned to hang out with Dean that night because she was building a house all day. Makes building sound, a house. Yeah, it makes her sound way more handy than she is. Air quotes. Yeah. I think she banged the nails into a wall. Woohoo! I don't know what the fuck she did, but that, that, that image was hilarious. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Dean's like, okay, hey, there's a 7.30 showing of this and we can go here and then, no, no, She's like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I have to catch up on all my extracurriculars. Like, I, I kind of get it. So here's what I wrote. I said Rory was overreacting, and Dean was a dick because I think we can always I think we can always play the Dean is a dick card. No, because here's the thing. I definitely think Rory was the one in the wrong here mm-hmm. because he's right. What you're gonna do it all tonight? Like wake up tomorrow and do it when everything is open. Like at seven thirty, you're not getting anything done, and you did have plans with him, which I understand. But then she tells him, you know, like she's. Your girlfriend's freaking out. Clearly yeah. a freak out. And you're just like, well, I just want to... I'm sorry. I'm a bad guy because I wanted to spend time with my girlfriend. Like, stop playing the guilt card. Like, as somebody who has been guilty by her grandparents way too much, <laughs> I know guilt when I hear it. But Dina, Dean does that a lot. Especially, and especially... I don't like him. Especially when you know who arrives. Yeah, 100%. But, and then I was just like, Dean, like... I, one, I'm the first to admit that Rory was overreacting. Like, yeah, but... Because you're not going to get anything done. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, I also kind of get where Rory's coming from. Yeah, me too. Because, like, I mean, like it's especially with me and being stressed out and, like, historically no, how my I brain... I like that too, so I get it. Yeah, like, the way that my brain reacts to stress is, like, where it's... I need to do it now, now, now. Yeah, and it's like, even if there's nothing you can do right now, you have to do something to, like, give yourself some sense of peace. And yeah, it's like, well, that's the thing. You need to do something to, 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 like, alleviate some of the stress to say, like, okay, look, I'm being proactive. I'm actually doing something. Even if you're not getting anywhere. I'm very triggered by this. I'm, I'm so triggered. You and I both know, like, even <laughs> if you're not getting anywhere, just the fact that you're kind of shuffling some papers around and doing something... It alleviates some of that stress. Literally, right? my in the past, my go-to was like, I'm gonna do some kind of obsessive compulsive ritual to make myself feel better, and yeah, I'm like, basically. <sighs> I think as her boyfriend, like you should recognize your girlfriend's clearly freaking out right now. Yeah. And like, 
trying to get her, trying to guilt her into spending time with you. Like, all su- when am I going to see you all summer? You're in summer classes. And she's like, but Dean, this is for Harvard. You what know? did she say? She's like, summer's time to kick back. Like, okay, all-American boy. No, but I mean, she, and then she go watch, it. Go watch Leave It to Beaver and Leave Us Alone. Ugh, you know he loves that show. <laughs> he watches it with mommy. Too. The Dara Reed show. I think it's nice. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Anyways, so. Are we over that? Yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> I'm triggered. No. So, like, and then she tells him, like, this is for Harvard. You know, I've wanted this all my life. Goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to Harvard, so I wouldn't understand. Oh, fuck off. I would have broken up with him right then. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to take a picture of that. Of that. Of you. Of you and the, the, like, face, the face you're making right now. <laughs> I mean, like, what is that? We should. She had every right to be mad at him. Who do you hate more? Oh, boy. Dean or Christopher? Christopher. Okay. He, he, he's always going to take the cake, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, always. Is it, is it close? Like, Dean's a, a close second? It's close, yeah. Okay. It's close I mean, in certain moments. <laughs> in this one? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm not going to Harvard. I don't understand. I understand, obviously. And the way he bends his back, like, to, like, point at himself. You have to kind of watch it. But anyway. I know. I get, I'm getting a visual. Anyways. And they both, like, walk away from each other. And I was like, Team Rory all the way because... <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like Team Dress, Team Logan, Team Dean, Team Rory. Maybe it'd be some alone time. Team Paris. She's Team Paris. Is, did I ever... I think, I think I've brought this up. I've probably brought this up before. Is the, I think there was a BuzzFeed article about, like... Why they're, like, soulmates. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Paris and Rory should have been, like, the couple. It's true. Because, <laughs> like... Honestly, best thing that could have happened to a year in the life, they're just like, fuck it, we're to get... Like, yeah. she moves into her house to scare her kids, and they're just, like, a power couple together. Yeah. And it's... Whatever. So what people are like, I've had it with you Team Jess people. We're not Team Jess. No, we're, we're Team, team Paris. Paris. Okay? <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. That's, I her, was, that's her emotional homework. I love her emotional homework. Anyways. Um, that's it. I was just pissed at Dean in that moment because fuck you. And, but don't you ever realize that's like, I'm not going to say it's always Rory who's in the wrong, but it's like it's always Rory who's like being emotional or like doing, or like, it's yeah, but that's because in comparison, Dean doesn't emote. Which is what? Okay, so like I've never seen Dean have a, 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 a like a genuine reaction. Yeah, I know. So I know how we talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> I For know her. how. Yeah. I know how we. I know we talked this to death last week with the comments on our. Um, yeah. The, the comments from our tweets yeah. about why you ship Roy and Dean, but like, and I and I I did make some bitter comments about how. I think of it. I think of I think of simpletons as shipping them, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's especially triggering when it's when you say things like, uh, you know, Dean doesn't emote and Dean doesn't do. It's like it's 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 a it's a very it's a very stereotypical. But I think we, yeah, no, okay, no, but it's, it's a very so it's a very stereotypical, um, you know, portrayal of you know the heterosexual couple. That's yeah. shall we say, and. Yeah. Where the woman's being the emotional one and the man just has to deal with her. Yeah, like, a, it's, I won't say conservative, but very, like, very, tra- traditional, uh, traditional. Yes, traditional roles. So, I just, uh, a few days ago, I just finished reading a new book called F- For the Love of Men. Yes, I want to read that. So, it's called For the Love of Men. Maybe for a penny a page. Yes, maybe you shall. Mm. For the Love of Men, I'm, um, I'm, what is it? I'm, <laughs> A mindful vision, no, a new vision for mindful masculinity. Mm. That's the subtitle. Um, So it's basically just like traces back, like, you know, 
if you ask the question like, oh, where did toxic masculinity come from? Hold that thought. We're gonna like, you know, do the whole survey of Dean, <laughs> pretty much. But like, and no, but just like after reading that book, and like you know, when you're reading something about like something we see, we have in our culture, and we see in our culture everywhere it's like once you read about it and you, and you read it in such a clear concise way it's like oh my god you, you know you now see that everywhere mm-hmm. so it's like for me and well yeah because your eyes have been opened a little bit yeah and so in that book there's a chapter i was and i was gonna text you about this but then i forgot so it's a good thing it's a good thing i'm gonna tell you about it now um in one chapter she talks about how she interviewed tommy laren for her podcast the author tanya tanya tony Toyota Camry. Toyota Camry. <laughs> Toyota Camry. Um, so she interviewed Tommy Laren, who's a conservative commentator. Yeah. She's all she said was she interviewed her and her. F- she gray. <laughs> all she said was she interviewed her and her friends for her podcast. Okay. So I'm like, there wasn't a lot of specifics about what. They, okay. But she was she was like taking what she was taking what they said about masculinity and inferring it with what she was, what she was writing about. Do I want to know? So she was talking about basically. How conser- like how conservatives, even conservative pe- like people in especially in the U.S. where the like even the most conservative women still like believe in girl power and like you know empowering women and like women can do it like women can do it and women like you know can yeah, do but whatever. Yeah, their expression of that kind of falls short. Yeah, so no, definitely, but so all that to say, but like they e- still believe in that. So yeah. even conservative women have their own vision of like girl power mm-hmm. and like empowering women, but conservative. No, not even, no, but just conservative people mm-hmm. are are firm believers in strict rules for, for masculinity. Like, yeah. And so one of her friends, who the author described as like a big bulking white man, essentially, like big, like like six foot tall bulking man. Okay. Um, I'm guessing just like describing, he looks very masculine, and so he like she, he he was very triggered when they started talking about masculinity. Of course. And he was like. Oh. There's, and it got me thinking about how, you know, conservative people think are always under attack. Mm-hmm. She, like, the whole... Th- Who are the real snowflakes now? Yeah, so it was basically taught... And you could totally tell by, by she was quoting him. It's just like, the, he's the kind of person who would think that men are under attack. And he was just saying how... Um, he doesn't... He just... He doesn't... He, he, he's, he's triggered, shall we say, when women tell like when there's when certain women say like don't hold the door from me i can do it myself or like don't hold the car i've never like, heard a woman say that by the way never right but never. he's saying how like these modern women who think that like they don't have to they don't you know they don't believe in men holding the door for them or something and she's and he says like hey i know you can do it your, yourself but i want to do it and like he goes on to say like i want to do this do i want to do that exactly so that, that that's a logical question why do you want to do that so the author goes on to say it's like men have this preoccupation with proving their masculinity and it doesn't help when even conservative women who believe in girl power and like you know um, allowing different interpretations of femininity Mm -hmm. they still think that like oh men should be men and like she talks about like you know it's just restrictive she talks about like fox news articles about like you know when did men become wimps and blah 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 it's just like those talking you know? points are weird. I just like I maybe my my way of thinking is very simple on this subject. People can be people. Yeah. Like we don't have to subscribe to certain roles. And not, you know what I mean? Like yeah, Exactly. Just no, let people be whatever they want to be. I think it's because gen, like only recently has have, have people been accepting of the view that like gender is fluid, fluid. and not and just it's a concept kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, it's like on a spectrum. Spectrum, yes. However, all of that to say, 
I kind of, not to generalize, but I'm going to anyway. I don't mean to generalize specifically, but like a lot of times when, when, I, re when I read the comments about why people ship Dean, like I get the kind of vibe that I got when I read about Tommy Laren in this book. It's like, oh, men should be doing this. And oh, he was a good man. He was dependable. It's like, hey, but the bar is so low. Like, can you, but also, men like, can be whatever. Women can do whatever. Men can be whatever. Women can be whatever. But another aspect of that is that men have nuance too, yeah. you know? The fact that Jess doesn't treat, like, it's on a wave. Like, doesn't treat her right because he's damaged kid and, like, he's emoting. Yeah. Like, I saw way more emotion from Jess than I ever did in Dean, you know? Yes, 100%. Aside from his anger that she's exactly. not going to Harvard. You know what I mean? So, But, like, see, but then to another another thing from the book and just in general, like, I think it's a pretty, pretty common knowledge that, like, anger is one of the only culturally accepted... Emotions for men. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why we see anger from Dean, and it's just it's very it's just very I just get a very traditional vibe from yeah. that. Yeah, no. I so that's when I say simpleton. It's like simpletons. The simpleton in the way that like your views of men are more simple and rigid. Exactly, I that's exactly what I mean. Oh, look at that. We agreed for once. Oh my god. Um, can we get to the other part of this episode? Emily and Lorelai's yeah. so, Smackdown. Smackdown. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> the fact that. Lorelai finally tells Emily. Yeah. And can I just say that I was upset with the way Lorelai finally told Emily? Like, it's like she was doing her a favor. Um, Mom, I have something to tell you. You know She's Max. Like, yeah, you know Max. No, no I, I don't. Emily's also being a fucking baby right here. Did I not say Paris yeah. is a baby? Emily's a baby. Emily is a baby. Anyways, she's, yeah, like, the... The whole thing was so frustrating. Also cried. Also cried. Of course you did. <laughs> also cried because of PMS reasons. Damn you, uterus. Okay, but anyways. Um, it's, it, it, the whole thing was frustrating. Because Lorelai was telling her, like, super blasé. Mm -hmm. Also didn't even wait for her father to come back. Nope. Tell her mother only. And then uh, she was telling her as if, like, I'm doing you a favor by telling you. Like, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, me and you doing you a favor right now. <laughs> And then Emily's response was, oh, that's nice. I'll uh, see if we're at, in a town. Yeah. I'll uh, have to make sure we're not out of town. <clears throat> but if not, I'm sure we get to a nice gift. What the fuck? It's, yeah. And so I think I've actually since, I mean, I watched this episode like you two days ago. Yeah. In preparation. But I think even even since then, because I'm, re I'm rereading what I wrote in my notes. And it's like, I think I've even changed views since then. Because. The roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. And I think. I always think both sides are valid. Yeah. No, no, no. For sure. But upon uh, reflecting on what we discussed last week mm -hmm. about Lorelai just being immature and yeah. not really, you know, owning up to her to her adult responsibilities. Yeah. Adult responsibilities vis-a-vis -vis maturity. Vis-a-vis. You -vis. love that list. Yeah, I you do. You love that list. <laughs> um, yeah. Just even now, I'm like, like does Lorelai really think... Like did like did Lorelai not think that not by not by not can't even speak did, did Lorelai really think that by not telling her mother and by waiting so long to tell her mother, maybe not that she, she would find out some other place. Like I get her not thinking that, but like, yeah. did she really not think that there wouldn't be some kind of you know disconnect or argument or like just like it's just like what you Lorelai thinks only of Lorelai sometimes. Yeah, and you know I kind of wonder about the reaction that she was expecting. Exactly, that's what I mean. I think I'm she's... wondering, like, what what did you think, like, take out the fact that your mom 
found out already accidentally and she's clearly upset with you you clearly have a like a tumultuous relationship with your mother because you didn't want to tell her right and that Mm -hmm. was your reason for not wanting to tell her yeah so what did you think your mother's reaction was gonna be it's weird because I don't. Yeah, of course it's weird. Because I don't. It's weird. Why we're analyzing. It's it's, <laughs> it's weird because I don't think. I don't think Lorelai even knew what she was expecting. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I she. Think I think she, she was telling. I think she was telling her solely out of obligation and doing her but a that, favor. Exactly, but that's what it is. I was like, oh, the way you told her was shitty, and then when she didn't react the way you thought she was gonna react, which is I don't even know what she thought she was gonna react to, like, you're a baby again yeah like I don't they're know. both babies they're both babies a baby raised a baby <laughs> who raised a baby but um anyways i'm still mad at emily though because i think i've said i said it's one time in the first season yeah like you're still a parent and no matter how many times your child screws up you're the parent right i think i'm kind of over that yeah <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, in that moment, I think I was so mad at both of them that I'm just like, communicate! (laughs) Like, I just smush their faces together and be like, communicate, talk to each other. But it was still a petty response. Yeah, I think I feel different. I think I would feel differently if we hadn't had this scene where Suki calls Emily and then she's, and then Emily says, Richard, our daughter's getting married and she didn't tell us. Yeah. I think if we hadn't have had that scene, and Emily just found out, and there wasn't there wasn't that there wasn't the scene where she goes to see Richard. You mean? Yeah, I okay. think it would have been like a bit more manipulative. Because I think I said last week I cried when I saw. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been a bit more manipulative and petty for her to just be like have that information and be like, oh well. Yeah, of course. Well, she didn't tell me. At but, the end like, of episode one, you genuinely see that she's upset. Yeah, like she's almost in tears. So I think if we hadn't have seen her be upset and hadn't seen that emotion, yeah. which is rare from Emily, as we said, exactly. Um, we would have just had to go off of Lorelai's emotions so that as, that as viewers would have made us sympathize with Lorelai immediately. 100%. And I think, so when that happens, so when Lorelai tells her in the way that she tells her and then she says, oh, that's nice. Blah, 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 I'm like 50-50 split between both of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck you both. <laughs> like this show would be so much simpler if you just fucking communicate. No, I think. But. I, okay. Then when, when she goes and confronts her, when she's at dinner with Max. Yeah. I was 100% Team Emily. Okay, me too. I was going to say that because, like... I was... That's what I mean. Like, who gave you the right to just, like, freak to out? To come into my house and be like, you know what, Mom? Oh, we've been through a lot, but I was expecting some kind of reaction. No, 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 no. You don't know, you don't know shit. You don't know what you were expecting. First okay? of all, why can't, you keep it, why can't you keep it made? Yeah, what the fuck was that? I think she was a little drunk. A little bit. Yeah. Why can't you keep a maid? But that was a really funny thing, though. She was like, these women have been through communism and <laughs> dictators in one hour with Emily Gilmore again. <laughs> Which reminds me of a story, by the way, that I had a friend in Sijib. Her dad went to Cuba, because we're allowed to go to Cuba. Uh, <laughs> psych. Um, her dad went to Cuba and, like, found a girl there and married her and brought her back here. Okay. And she ended up getting a divorce from him and going back to Cuba. And my friend was explaining all this to me. She's like, this woman was a pro- forced into prostitution, she goes to me, and she had, like, 18 brothers, whatever, and I'm making that up, but, like, a s- stupid amount of people living, like, in a one-room shack. But imagine how terrible my father was that she had to move back to Cuba, she goes to me. So I was like, that reminded me of you. Shout out, Ali, if you're listening. I miss you. Ali has two kids, though. So. Oh, that's funny. Ali's clearly moved on. That's <laughs> funny. That's, yeah. That's valid. Yeah, anyways. So I was like, yeah, that was so petty and immature. She's like, why can't you keep a maid? And I was like, are you done? Like, I want to go to bed. And I think the fact that Emily kept her cool 
through that whole rant, but then exploded. Yeah. And made I th- me even more Team Emily. And I think Lorelai was discounting the fact that, like, her mother has emotions. Her mother, like... Yeah, and Emily's... In, in Lorelai's mind, Emily's just, like, this person that I don't get along with, and she's just living her life, and I'm living mine. She doesn't feel like I do. That's what I mean when she's like... Immature, be an adult, shut up! Like, think of other people! No. Like, she's so selfish. Yeah, in the beginning season, she's really incapable of, of um... What? <laughs> putting herself in other people's shoes, is what I wanted to say. Yeah, oh. I get it. But I was just... It was also heartbreaking to see Emily, like... No, it's kind of... I imagine it's what it feels like when you find out that your only child is getting married and you're the last to know, like... But she... Like, but Lorelai is too old for this. Like, Lorelai is too old uh, to be... Yeah, but... Lorelai no, is too old to be walking around as if her... Pres- and as if her parents aren't people who have emotions. Like, she's yeah, an I adult know. who should know that her parents are human beings. But I think beings. maybe the reason she does it, and I'm not excusing it, by the way, but it's because she left at 16 and, like, didn't speak to them for a really long time. 100%. That's why it is. But, like... But, no, I'm not... That's why I said I'm not excusing you're it. You're an adult now. But, yeah, now you're 32 years old. Blow like, up. Okay, I get it. Relax. <laughs> Relax. You have to do some meditation tonight. Achieve my zen. Achieve your zen. Okay? Find your zen. Yes. Find your happiness. Anyways, all that to say, at the end of the episode... Um, she goes over to Emily's house. Yes, and they... They try to make peace. Yes. Can I just say, I also hate the fact that it happens a lot in this show where nobody really apologizes. They're just trying to make light of the situation and hope that it leads to an apology. She did eventually apologize. I think that's true to many families. That's why. I think it's really relatable. But I hate it. Because it happens <laughs> in my house, too. And I'm guilty of it, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm guilty of just not wanting to talk about it. So, like, I'll magically end up talking to my brother again. Be like, oh, did you see the game? Actually, like, you know what I mean? But I think everyone's lives, myself, mine and my brother's included, would be so much better if we just, like, yo, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, can we move on? Which she did end up doing, you know? She's like, mom, I don't know how to talk to you sometimes. Yeah, she, like, communicate. And that's what I was trying to get at in yeah, the first episode. Yeah, just said that from the start. Like. Yeah, and, like, that's what I was trying to get at in the f- in last week when we were talking about how, like, Lorelai... I, like, I sympathize with Lorelai in that she... Okay, she did, she did avoid telling her parents. Yes. But at the same time, I sympathize a little bit with the fact that she didn't know how to tell them because communication is difficult. But yeah, again, but I mean, like, she's an adult. You don't know how to tell them. Like, you tell them, Mom, I'm 32 years old and I got engaged. What do you mean? You don't know how to tell them. Yeah, I know. Just I, fucking tell but, them. But, I mean, we were, we, were, we were talking about she didn't she, was, she didn't know what she was expecting in terms of reaction. So I think... I mean, I don't care... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, let me put it to you this way. When I got a 45% in math, yeah. I didn't tell my mother. Yeah. I didn't know what she was going to do. Was mm-hmm. she going to be supportive? Was she going to hate me? I still, I still knew I had to tell her though, right? Yeah. I mean, just because you don't know what somebody's gonna, re- what what someone's reaction is gonna be, doesn't mean you don't tell them. I mean, Especially she did you know eventually some- tell them, just I like know. you told your mother eventually. No, did I you- didn't. Hell's no. Okay, well then this. She found out on her own. Okay, well this. Uh, that's a very bad analogy for for, for what you're trying to, <laughs> no, to argue. No, my analogy was trying. I was trying to argue that. You know, you're old enough and, like, mature enough to know that you have to tell them something. And yeah. just because you don't know what the reaction... Just because you're scared of a reaction doesn't mean you don't know that you have to tell them something. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. No, he doesn't care. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it, but at the same time, I 
also get where the, where she's where she's I coming still, from. I still get where she's coming from. I don't defend it. I think she's she's an immature little brat at I this know, point. You said it so many times. And I can't wait for Max to go bye bye. I don't hate Max. I hate Lorelai and Max. Relax. This. Relax. See, it was like it was like the the I I'm not even sure what I was gonna say. It was like. The first few episodes of season two were so garbage, and then all of a sudden episode five comes, and it's like, everything's fine now. Oh my god. You're the worst. Am I the worst? Yeah. But. I said it. But. Why don't you point that thing at me? <laughs> I've been watching too much Housewives. <laughs> I'm sick of Get you. Get that thing out of my face. I'm sick of you, you beast. Yeah. Beast. <laughs> that was great acting, Eileen. Don't you dare come after my husband. Isn't that the other line? I want to get into a situation where I have to where I have to smash a wine glass on the table. <laughs> I don't like, wanna, but I mean, I want to reenact that shit. There's also I don't again. I've never. We are, we are referring to Eleni's newfound. Um, I int- haven't watched it in a couple. Of okay, weeks, I was gonna actually. say her newfound interest in the Real Housewives franchise. Yeah. Um, is it just Beverly Hills that you've watched? Um, I've watched like full episodes. I've watched just Beverly Hills. But I've, like, seen clips here and there of the other one. <laughs> okay, so I've never actually seen an episode or watched it. I've just seen clips and memes of the show. And, so memeable. And, 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 and like, gifts. You have no idea what I've been through. <laughs> um, Talk about, like, rich people problems. Like <laughs> There's a gif that I have. Gif. Gif. I never GIF. say it right. I say gif. Gif. There's, I have, a, I have it saved on my phone. It's, like, from two years ago. I used, to, I used to send it to my friends all the time because it would piss them off. It's I don't know which I don't know who it is, but it's someone whipping their wine at a at Eileen Davidson. So it's just like just her going like it's just like you see her face as if like being hit with the wine. It's just like oh, it's like she's shot. Yeah, <laughs> you know why she won an Emmy now? Of of course. Yeah. Again, okay, yeast. <laughs> and how dare you? Yeah, we should post that. Anyways, um... why don't you have a piece of bread and maybe you'll calm down? Mean but valid. Also, why don't, why don't I take an allergy pill and so maybe I'll calm down. down? Yeah. Even though it's November and I'm yeah. still having allergies. Are you really? Pray to God. Yeah. Well, it's like it, it reaches, I'm so blessed that I don't have allergies. It reaches a point where, like in the fall, kind of a cold and an allergy, and allergies intersect. Same thing happens in the spring. So it's you don't like, know what the fuck is going on with your no, body. No, it's like is it a cold? It's like a memoir of life in North America and fall and the spring. It's like. Is it a cold? Is it or allergy? Am I dying? Is it cold? Is it an allergy? Is it allergies or am I dying? To be continued. Good to know. Anything else you want to say for this episode? Uh, I think that's it. Alright. We'll have lots to discuss. Next episode. Yes. Or when is it? Is it? Yes. We'll have lots to discuss once. I'm thinking of the Cheshire Cat episode. That's next episode. Is it season? Is it? Is it episode three? It's four. Four. Well, we're almost there. We're so. almost there. We'll get there. And then after four comes five. Oh my god, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Uh. That's like people, you know what though? I understand what that girl said. Remember that girl that was like, you guys are ridiculous kind of thing? She, she, we're the worst. <laughs> yeah, we're the worst. We are the worst. <laughs> we are the worst, number one, if this podcast wasn't any indication. But you know what? I, I kind of understand what she says now. We don't come after you for being Team Jess and being Team Logan. Listen. You overdo it a little bit. I do, but you started this. You're the one who, you're the one who wrote that tweet. You're the one who want, who wanted to know why they shipped Dean. Don't fucking... No. Uh-uh. Okay, fine. We're both at fault. We're the worst. 
We're both, in conclusion, we're the we're worst. worst. Where can episode they title, us? we're the worst. No, uh, <laughs> stop fucking with my episode titles. She doesn't, she doesn't take my she doesn't take my episode title suggestions at all. When ever. you fucking edit the podcast, you can come up with titles. Fuck I'm just school though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just saying some of them might be funny. What is it? We'll discuss this later. Where can they find us? Um, on Instagram. Please don't be mean. Um, I mean, you have to be mean, but... <laughs> please don't be... Please don't, you know, attack us. We if... have opinions, too. <laughs> and we feel. I'm hurt. Hurt. Um, on Instagram, so at Gilmore Girls Podcast. Uh-huh. Again, podcast. Uh-huh. We're a podcast. Oh, Not right. on Netflix. Okay. What about Twitter? Uh, on the tweeters, you can find us at Gilmore Podcast. Gilmore Podcast. And if you follow us on Twitter, Eleni will be forever grateful because she's very consumed by our follower count. I'm less consumed now. Oh, right. She's zen. I'm sorry. I forgot. No, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm just like, eh, whatever. She'll care again tomorrow. Probably. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye.